As a small business owner, have you ever felt overwhelmed by the pressure of choosing the right hire or leading a team? Or have you ever found yourself tolerating a bad hire because you fear trying and failing again as you repeat the hiring process? If so, you're not alone and you are in the right place. Welcome to the Growing Your Team podcast. The Growing Your Team podcast teaches business owners like you to expand your unique business by teaching you to master the hiring and team management process. Hiring and managing a team does not have to be a challenge. You just have to learn to do it right. And the Growing Your Team podcast teaches you how to become a confident leader who hires right every single time. Now, let's jump into the show where each episode, you will learn tips on how to identify what type of help you need on your team, how to source amazing candidates, how to conduct interviews that lead you to your idea team member, how to onboard successfully, and how to lead every person in your business so you have a team of rock stars who you are happy to pay every single paycheck. So let's jump in and teach you how to hire like a pro. Hello, Jamie Van Kuyk here, and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. Last week in episode 157, Jody came on the podcast to talk about how to keep a remote team connected. He shared so many great tips of things you can do to make sure your team is fully connected and even interacts a lot like they would if they are in the office. And going back and preparing to get this episode out and market it and everything, it made me think a lot about myself managing remote teams. And it made me think about how I failed at managing remote teams. So that's what I want to talk to you about today is getting real honest about how I failed when I was managing remote team members. So this is going to include examples from when I was in corporate and then also with my own team. All right. So way back when I became a first-time manager, I ended up having two remote team members on my team. One was in a satellite office. And the other one was working from home. Now, with the team member that was working from home, this was really abnormal during this time. Pretty much all employees worked at one of the company's offices. And then my team member that was working from the satellite office, she originally had been in an office where there were lots of team members. They had their own manager and everything. And slowly and slowly, some of those team members were let go. I think someone relocated to a different office. And as positions became open, they weren't refilling them there. They were refilling them at the headquarters where I worked. So eventually, this team member was the only person doing what she was doing in this office and reported to me many, many states away. One of the things that I noticed with my management style, which actually was passed down to me from other managers, was this mindset of, if someone's not in this office, their current position is really all that they're capable of doing. 
This person can't help out with special projects. This person's probably not going to get promoted. So it was really about figuring out how do they function in their role and everything that they do there to be good in their role, but knowing that they're never really going to move beyond their role unless they move. And let me tell you, that was a horrible, horrible mindset to really have because at the same time, these employees needed to have goals like other team members, which also included, let's talk about your goals on where you want to go in the organization. And it was just really weird as a manager to know that the organization didn't necessarily approve of them being promoted into higher level roles, but yet we were supposed to have these conversations with them about how do you prepare yourself for higher level roles? So that I'll say was mistake number one there, is being in this mindset that being out of wherever you are located, not working in the same office, whether it's working remotely, whether it's working from a satellite office, means limiting opportunities. We now live in a space where a lot of people work remotely. There's a lot of communication tools out there that make it so people can communicate just as effectively without actually being in the same place. You don't have to be in the same place as your manager. You don't have to be in the same place as everybody on your team that you work with day to day in order to make things really effective. So that was mistake number one. Mistake number two that I will say that I made with one of these team members was they were extremely overworked, working very long hours, and I did nothing about it. Now, when this team member first started, their role was an hourly role. So I saw their timesheets every time I went to go approve them. But I still didn't do anything about it. And what really turned out to be the case here was this team member was not drawing boundaries for herself. This team member was letting themselves be pulled in by that next email. They were afraid to leave their desk during the day to go for lunch or anything like that because what if somebody reached out? What if I as their manager reached out? So they were working extremely long hours, not taking a break. And keep working like throughout the evening because they're like, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. And I let that go on way too long. We didn't have conversations about what was driving those hours. We didn't readjust workloads when we said, hey, this might be a little bit too much for one person. We just kept right on at it. So that was the second mistake. It was not being aware of your employees' workloads how many hours they're working, and then when you are aware, not doing anything about it just because the work's getting done. But I can tell you, I had an employee in my office that was always working really long hours. I could see the stress. I could see that you know they weren't working in the office and staying late just because they wanted to, that they were really overwhelmed. But because I had that visual, we had other conversations. With this team member, I didn't have those conversations. So I knew as a manager that managing remote teams at that point in time with the way things were set up in corporate with my skills and expertise, I really didn't want remote team members. But of course, I was transitioned to lead a different team and that team came with a remote team member. And I will say with this team member, I made multiple mistakes. The first being that I never really 
connected with this team member. She was doing different work than the rest of my team, and I kind of contributed to her feeling like she was out on an island. We didn't do a whole lot to make her feel a part of the team. It was us and then her. Even when we had her come into our team meetings, nothing really ever applied to her. So we were taking her time to talk about stuff that didn't apply to her, but we were never taking the rest of the team's time to talk about stuff that did apply to her. So that was the first thing. I contributed to this person feeling like they were all alone on this island, to feel like they weren't a part of the team. So you want you need to put effort into making your remote team members feel like they are part of the team. Otherwise, no wonder why they distance themselves or possibly decide that they don't want to work here anymore and go find new jobs. The other thing that I did wrong with this team member was I wasn't good about being proactive with any communication, except when things were going wrong. In this poor team member, she was in a position where if things were going wrong, she was the one to catch those things. And it was just based on her roles and responsibilities that that was part of her role and responsibilities to check some of these reports and to see when things were out of the norm and report it. So once again, she was always involved when things were going wrong. And sometimes we would notice that those things were going wrong, that maybe they'd been going wrong for days and she didn't catch it right away. Maybe she wasn't putting in the, or giving me the, um, the right information on how to fix things and stuff like that. So there were some performance issues, slight performance issues that we needed to work on, but we only ever communicated when we needed, and that meant we only ever communicated when things were wrong, which made it so our entire relationship was about negative things. And we typically would jump right into the conversation, so we weren't even really having small talk or anything like that to kick off the conversation. It was just jumping right in to the negative. What's going wrong? Why wasn't this caught sooner? How do we fix it? And so forth. This team member, to this day, I want to say thank you. Because we were having a conversation. It was myself, the executive director that I reported to, and this team member. We were talking because we wanted to see some changes in performance. And during that conversation, we were laying out what we wanted to see as the leadership team, and we were getting her input and her opinion. And during that conversation, she had the guts to sit there and say that she thought the relationship between her and myself was extremely negative, that that's all we talked about was the negative, and it was just really draining. And like I said, she had the guts to do this because how many people when you're on a call that include your boss are going to say anything negative about your boss? You might want to say it. You might say it behind your boss's back to a lot of other people. But to sit there on a meeting, on a call with your boss and have the guts to say that takes a lot. And I am so thankful that she did. Because it it allowed me to sit there and really realize that she was right. 
every conversation we had was around some negative topic and we never had positive conversations. We never talked when things were going well. We never talked about what she was doing right in her role and the the things that she caught that saved us money and saved us issues. It was all negative. And because she had the guts to say that, I was then able to change my behavior as a manager and start focusing on the positive, to start reaching out to her to see what she needed, if there was any support that I could offer her, instead of just reaching out saying, hey, I hear there's this problem going on, fill me in on all the details. You know, So I was able to realize that it is super important to build that connection with your remote team member just as you would with a team member in the office. With a team member in the office, you have those water cooler conversations. You see each other in the hall. You you talk about random things like what they did that weekend, their kids and everything. And with remote team members, you need to do the same. You need to build those connections and not just talk shop all the time. And luckily, we were able to really turn our relationship around and have it be a much more positive conversation. All right, so now I want to fast forward to my team within Growing Your Team. One of my team members that I had, at the end of the time that they were with me, I saw performance really start to slip. And guess what? I chose not to do anything about it. Now for me, I use the justification of this team member is leaving anyway, so why rock the boat and ends on a bad note? Just just let things go. There's always that thing once team members turn in their notice or you tell them their position's ending that we'll kind of check out a little bit. But I realized that this person hadn't just checked out once we had those conversations, that it was kind of something that had been going on for a while. That the team member really wasn't performing the way that I wanted them to perform. And the problem was I never addressed it. I didn't address it before this person was on their way out. And of course, I didn't address it then once this person was on their way out. We just, I just kind of left it. I kind of left it as, all right, things will get better. All right. Like, you know, I'll take, I'll pick up the slack here. I'll do this. And guess what? That wasn't. This left this person not really doing fully what I was paying them to do. And as a manager, I started resenting them for it. But I had no one to blame but myself. And it's something that I tell you all all the time. If you don't set expectations with your team members, your team members will. And so I made the decision, conscious or, you know, in my subconscious and everything to not address it, which meant things never got better. So you need to address things with your team members. Even with your remote teamers, you need expectations, you need goals, you need check-ins to make sure this person is performing as they should be. And that includes not just you making the decision they're not performing as they should be, but they can see it too because they have the ability to measure themselves against those goals. The last thing I want to share today before we get off is with a team member as well that was remote. One of the mistakes I had was making the position 100% flexible in terms of time that they work. And this is actually something I think I talked about in the last episode with Jody. It became an issue because I didn't know when my team member was working. I didn't know if she was 
on when I was on. So I didn't know if I should should reach out, send a text because I had a quick question. Or if I had the question, okay, maybe I'll just go and figure it out myself and do it myself because I need something now. And while I, with this position of, I like that there was flexibility with future positions. I want there to be some sort of flexibility. I realized that in order to really build a true team and be connected, there needs to be some sort of consistency with schedule, at least certain times and hours of the day that I know that person is working. So even if there's flexibility where this week might look different than next week, that I am aware of when my team member is working, not so I can monitor their behavior, but more so where we can have those connections and work together as a team when needed. So those are some of the ways that I kind of screwed up and learned by trial and error as a manager of remote team members. But one of the things I want to say is this is not a don't do it, you're going to make mistakes type thing. Because guess what? Even with employees in your office, you're going to make mistakes. I've made other mistakes with employees that have physically been located in my office, even like a desk away from me. So it's just about learning from our mistakes. It's sometimes about getting that coaching and guidance and everything that will help you become a better manager because that's what's important, taking the steps to become a better manager, recognizing that we are not perfect and growing as a leader, because even the most seasoned leaders out there are still not perfect. There's things their employees will put them through that it's like, oh, that's new. What do I do in this situation? So you want to make sure that you're taking steps so that way you can be a growing leader who does things well for your team, who, who is always managing better the next day as they were the day before. So learn from my errors here. And if you realize that you're performing some of these errors in your business as well, take the time to start changing things so you can start off being the leader your team and business need you to be when you have remote team members. Are you ready to hire a new team member for your business and you want to ensure you hire the person who can succeed in the role, make you happy, and positively impact your bottom line? then let's talk and see how growing your team can help you master the art of hiring. Through bespoke hiring frameworks and comprehensive guidance, you will learn how to attract candidates who have the passion you desire and the skills needed to succeed. At Growing Your Team, women entrepreneurs and leaders work with us to help them expand their unique businesses by teaching them how to hire like a pro. Let's connect and see how we can help you. Send me an email at jamie at growingyourteam.com. That's jamie, J-A-M-I-E at growingyourteam.com or head on over to growingyourteam.com slash jumpstart with jumpstart being all one word And let's talk about how you can become a confident leader who hires right every single time. 